0: Everyone's in a white room today.
1: <laughs> we are. That's just because I haven't put up any art on these walls yet.
0: Oh, Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Tawny's in a new spot. Mm-hmm. I'm in Atlanta. Mm-hmm.
2: Kevin A moved. I ain't moving anywhere. For the listener, I've moved an inch since you last heard from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: weird. It's weird. He's it's stood concerning. there all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What's up? This is
0: this is um, certainly my most out of it episode of Yosef's Racist in a while because I'm on East Coast time, have not been sleeping great, and just watched a three-hour movie before this started.
1: You're in a weird, you're in a weird place. Um, wow. I mean, we're kind of all in a weird place. This uh, yeah. This week was crazy. Yeah. First of all, this is the show, Yo, Is This Racist, where we eventually get to your voicemails about racism, uh, and we talk about them, but we promise it's a comedy show. <laughs> uh, that's right. I'm, I'm your host, Tawny Newsom. That's Andrew T. and our producer, Kevin Bartelt. First, we talk about news and stuff, but we, usually that's like racism news, but, uh, and the contractually obligated 25% of um, Star Trek information, although now we're not allowed to yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> oh, or I that's guess right. technically Andrew is, but I'm not. Yeah,
0: Andrew, I, Andrew I and talk. Kevin
1: can talk yeah. Star Trek, and
0: I am oh, not allowed to. Nothing better. Um, actually, <laughs> not to not to tease last week's was it was it uh, Yo Can We Live? Our premium show that's available on Suboptimal Pods. Where we don't talk about racism, we just hang out. But um, there was a pretty good follow up pitch for Space Italians.
1: Oh, um, oh I great. listened. I heard I'll it, and I'm it. so excited. Okay, okay and if great. you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> You're, god bless you and you should be happy because it's it's maddening um but yes as andrew said yoke Can we live is our uh weekly show it comes out on fridays where you just get to hear us vibe together and talk about fun things and and cool stuff that people of color are doing and uh guess about who the quote unquote space Italians of the Star Trek universe are. I refuse to explain that. Uh, you can subscribe to that at suboptimalpods.com. No one
0: deserves to know the answer.
1: What a way to support your local striking artists on this on this pod right now. That's right.
0: Um, Tawny Tawny is on double strike. Double strike Dorio. Tawny Tawny has uh I guess good, but also bad situation of there's a chance one of your unions is going to eventually settle before. I mean, I assume they're they're not going to settle at exactly the same time. So you're, right. you're going to be on strike longer than one of your other unions also. It's going to keep going. Yeah,
1: like it'll be staggered for sure. But we did have, uh, Andrew said right before we started rolling, we had some requests from folks to talk more about the strike. I, I'm realizing that if you're not in this little Hollywood bubble- where yeah. it feels like that's all anyone we know is talking about or posting mm-hmm. about, um, you're maybe not getting a lot of news about it, or you maybe don't know what some of the core issues are. Uh, yeah, and especially now that SAG-AFTRA, all the actors have joined the fight this week, we mm-hmm. uh, we're in a unique position to talk about it as both well. WGA members and <laughs> me as a SAG member.
0: Yeah, well, and and also as um, you know, like middle class. Like we're not like the we're not the A-listers. We're not the ones who um you know, I think one thing that SAG brings to the table is this perception that why are these spoiled millionaires on strike? I think the thing that actually is like worth mentioning is that acting like I believe, I'm just going to pull this from memory, because I, it. it ca- you need to earn something on the order of $27,000 a year from acting to qualify for SAG health insurance.
1: Yes, from qualified acting union jobs.
0: Yes. So so you have to, yes, you basically have to do, uh, make at least $27,000 in um, acting, in, in union acting gigs. And 87% of members of SAG do not meet that threshold. So most of these yeah. people by a huge majority are not millionaires
1: and i think it's important to say that is not because they're not serious or not talented or they just moved out here from the sticks and they're secretly yes. waiters or whatever whatever the the p- perception of hollywood is that it's all like either wealthy millionaires or failures that is not the case these are working talented people who are scraping gigs together and True. just aren't yeah. qualifying and it's first of all so insane to base healthcare eligibility off of work when we do not control when we work. More than any other cog in the wheel of the industry, yeah. we we don't get to select when we work because it's a it's a it's a magical wand that comes down from heaven when someone touches your forehead and says you get to yeah. come be here now. Uh, you can't yeah. just go out and get an acting job. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's a huge
0: issue. Um, yeah well, and, and and the the strike is to support these folks because these folks are being attacked more than ever. Um, I mean, the most disgusting thing I saw was, um there was a proposal for, to essentially basically pay any background actor one uh, ultimately about a thousand dollars you know, between the studios. Uh, once, and then they would own your body and your likeness forever.
1: Yeah, to scan digitally, to use your voice, to be able to use you to then put in. So imagine all those huge scenes in Game of Thrones with 300 motherfuckers running through a field or whatever. Imagine yeah. that that person was paid, I think the SAG scale minimum is like nine ninety or something before taxes and commissions. So once you pay out your 25% commission and your taxes and stuff, you're walking home with like maybe 500 bucks to yeah. then have your likeness used in perpetuity. That was a literal yeah. proposal from the studios. And background yeah. actors, those aren't names you know. Those aren't people that are booking a ton of work. They are stringing these jobs together. You know, that's yeah. why they are called day players, because they are trying to make a lot of days together so that they can make a living wage. So if yeah. you take that away,
0: I, I mean, that's it was not essentially, even yeah, a career. <laughs> eliminating, eliminating a job completely, completely. from existence.
1: We know obviously that this is happening in all sectors and all to all types of workers. This is not yeah, I think some actors are going, oh my God, I never thought it could happen here, which is unfortunate because that means they haven't been paying attention to labor labor movements around the country and the world. But this is the the fortunate thing about SAG after going on strike is that we, people do pay attention to these Hollywood yeah. A-listers. People will put a microphone in George Clooney's face, in Matt Damon's face, and and they want to hear what these people have to say. So, hopefully, when the when the super millionaires do it right and they stay on message that this isn't this is not about them making more money and getting richer. This is about our union actually helping and lifting up the people who are at the bottom and the low middle of yeah. the end of earnings. Um, I don't know if you who saw. Who are working a, TikTok. a job? Like. Yeah, who are literally who are doing a job? Who are not like failures who can't ever get a job? These are people who get booked and do their best. And that's not even to talk about the um, all the unpaid work that you yeah. do, auditioning and doing, Ever since COVID, the self tape requirements. Um, there was a time when I thought, oh wow, a self tape is nice because I live in the middle of nowhere, and it's nice to not have to drive to Santa Monica. Find parking, blah blah blah. Do all these things. Get humiliated in a room for a role I'm not going to get. See twelve other black women who look like me, and be like, "What's up? Congrats, Sashir. I hope you get it." And then leave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But what's what I started to realize was then the self tape requirements. In order to like purchase the right lighting, have a sometimes just having a clean background wall in your apartment is not possible if you don't make enough money to live in a place that you don't have to share with three other people. To have someone to read with you, sometimes you're doing 11, 12, I once did an 18-page self-tape where I was like, I have the time to do this because I've reached a certain level in my career where I'm not working another job. But that is, I am in a slim, slim category of people. And that is, you know, that uh, also that, I don't know, it's so not, the writer strike for i think for a lot of people was easier to wrap their heads around because it is clear to see how writers are taken advantage of and actors when you when you talk about the money it is so tricky because some of us are so well paid in such acute small instances and some people are well paid all the time but it it's i don't know it's like trickier to talk about because most of the people in the world aren't making anywhere near the kind of money we're making. But I also think it's important to point out that, like someone like me, I didn't make this type of money until 2019. Like, yeah. I was. I've been working. I've been a SAG member since 2006, and I, I think I averaged. I think. I think I would make like between 30 and 40 thousand dollars a year. And thankfully, I didn't have student loan debt. I didn't have credit card debt. I had a partner who had a corporate job, so. my life had a set of privileges that allowed me to make that little money and live in very expensive cities like Chicago and LA. But it was not until I booked a pilot in 2019 and then got on Space Force that I was anywhere near the amounts that create a livable wage for this city. And that feeling of having it suddenly change and go, oh my God, this, this isn't such a fucking struggle all the time. This isn't such a like, nightmare to just like piece a million gigs together and constantly be hustling. This is just how, and, and that still wasn't, cause my quote was still fucking low. Cause I was kind of nobody, but to, to then all of a sudden make just like a, a higher middle-class living yeah. wage was astounding to me that just so many people just never get that chance.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the thing is, it's like, like one of the things that is I mean, there's so many issues, obviously. But yeah, protecting the the folks that are, like, working but, like, vulnerable. um, Mm -hmm. And then also this whole, like, streaming thing. um, I think, like, (laughs) I I did the math the other day. I was like, I've worked on um, two shows that have come out. And one of them was a, you know, medium two-season network show. And one of them was, by Netflix's own reckoning, a hit. And mm-hmm. I have made a hundred times more per episode in residuals on the uh, ABC, you know, again, call we it broadcast. a modest, yeah, a broadcast show than on streaming. Like, yeah. this is, this is like, and the, you know, 90s show presumably generated as a hit, like, lots of revenue for Netflix. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in any any previous model, that would be like a, a reasonable amount of money to to weather these storms of this industry, and it just isn't anymore. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's but that's the
1: work hasn't hard. changed, which is what's wild. It's literally yeah. just the work has gotten harder. The demands are harder. The health <laughs> right. insurance is harder to get. There are fewer yeah. jobs. You do fewer episodes. Everything's like seven episodes or ten episodes.
0: Yeah. We had half as many writers on ninety show as they did on seventy show, basically. Half, like, for doing not, almost the same, I mean, doing really the same job, the truly same job. the same job, really. Honestly, I, I would argue a more difficult job because we were also told our shit needed to have a story arc. Which, right? I don't know if you've watched that '70s show. They weren't sitting down and being like, "What are the what's the seven episode arc?" for no. these people. No, they were just
1: like, uh, "They're gonna smoke weed in this episode." Yep. Yeah,
0: different um, places to smoke weed. <laughs> list of places to smoke weed. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was, it was brutal. And it was just like a, a one-to-one like um, streaming. is like so, so much more unfair than it used to be. And yeah. it wasn't great prior anyway, but it's no. much worse. No, <laughs>
1: and yeah, and the fact that, like, I mean, even with my success, the fact that I couldn't afford to buy a home in Los Angeles, that's why I bought a home way farther no. away. And I'm not even complaining, like, again, the same way, like, when the writer's strike happened, I felt very, like, conflicted, because I'm like, I don't need to be out here, like, complaining about the wages that I have been paid on my first writer's room, because comparatively, I was given, I, I was given a wage that was, like, commensurate with my experience and a title that was, like, generous for what I had done. And that is because of my, like, you know involvement with the franchise because star trek values me as a like whole performer so i didn't get the shit deal that a lot of like first-time writers did i've really been taken care of there but i did when i first saw what the weekly rate for a writer of that title was i sent it to the group chat i sent it to all of you and i was like is this normal and i was like i'm sorry to be an asshole, actor but like this is what y'all make and you guys were like, "Yeah, that's actually really good." And I was like, "Okay, let me shut the fuck up, but this is absolute trash." And the fact that there are people making way less than that in a yeah. writer's room is bonkers to me,
0: yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, writing um it used to be a much more like a real job, and it is becoming less and less of a real job. And the studios would love to make it not a real job, essentially. like like something yeah. that it's like a gig, and you either have to be wealthy, and it's a it's a hobby. They want to make it a hobby. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a job. Um, so yeah. it's like a hobby and a dream. Um, and that, you know, even that arguably would be fine, except for the fact that our work generates billions, billions of dollars. So
1: much. And there is something about the fact that, especially with like the push for d- diversity and marginalized voices, and like putting a bunch of like brown people in shit, not just like having them write shit. It, we are mining our like trauma and like emotional, like lived experience and like doing this incredibly emotional work. We're not just going and punching a clock somewhere, not to denigrate any jobs that punch a clock, but you are, you know, making art of any kind, if it's good, you're mining part of your soul in a way. And then for actors, I say this all the time. The reason why actors are fucking crazy and why I have so much grace for us as a, people because we truly are out of our minds on the balance. Like the majority of us have a real problem. And it is because it is not natural to make your face, body, and personality both the product and service that you are selling. That does something to you. <laughs> that that yeah. can really fuck you up. Or, you know, it's a delightful challenge to like keep yourself grounded and, and those of us who are aware of it, you know, it's a it's a good thing to like to work towards staying grounded as you try to make something yeah. beautiful. But to well, then not whatever happens, it that. takes
0: a cost. Yeah, yeah, it takes a toll, and it, it you 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 actors like mentally and physically like pay a cost. Yeah, and that is not being the proposal currently is that isn't fairly compensated.
1: Right, and that they want to make it worth less by doing things like cloning voice actors' voices so that they can. Use it in place of paying you for a session. Like, oh, if we just have a quick couple of lines here or there, we don't need to bring you in for a session because we have enough pieces to pull together. Yeah. They yeah. can do that currently. I mean, they they do do it on some things. I like on lower decks. Every now and then, there'll be like a series of screams or like efforts or something where, like, if they don't want to tax my voice, they have a bank of ju- you know, I've recorded four and a half seasons at this point. They have a bank of me shouting boimler or like screaming as I jump down a cavern that they can kind of like pull mm-hmm. from. But I assume there still is a conversation. And trust me, voiceover pays absolutely nothing. Voiceover is a, that that's the real secret is like, people are like, oh, you can show up in your pajamas. I'm like, right, because we are paid pennies. We do this for love. I love Star (laughs) Trek. That's why I do that job. But like, I I assume that there is a conversation of like, when is it worth bringing the performer in to get a, a fresh take? as opposed to like oh we just don't want to tax her and it's not a cost cutting measure of like we don't want to pay her to come yeah. in and do these lines but when they start you know just like uh, just copying our voices and likenesses that will be the discussion of like well we don't we don't need Tawny. we have her saying all these words we can just hobble it yeah. together
0: i mean it really is like like ai is that's the, one of the other big points obviously um is you see it more than ever like a plagiarism machine, like, mm-hmm. like AI can only, it's just, you know, amalgamating using language models, existing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think actually like, look, you see it more than ever too, with all these like AI can do old shit. And, and that's how these like studio executives who again are now being paid um I believe uh, Zaslav makes 400 times more than his l- lowest paid employee, I saw someone say. And yeah. that's not, he's not, listen, it is pretty pretty clear that like some of these people are negative. They're worth negative money, literally worth negative money, mm-hmm. even before you pay them. <laughs> they are idiots who are destroying um, their companies. And I, I get that it is because of how, Wall Street and capitalism are set up to work, or this type of capitalism are set up to work um you know that that is how some people can profit from that, or people can be rewarded from that. but it is like amazing that like these same people who like keep trying to like force us to do you know they 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 love green lighting old and tired and recycling ideas, and then it's mm. like, oh. We can just get a robot to recycle ideas. It's like, right. yeah, we know. That's all they do.
1: Pay a pay a writer to punch it up. Pay one yeah. writer instead of having a room of ten. Yeah. Um, so these are the main issues. There's also some like smaller issues about like uh I mentioned the self-tape requirements for actors, the the mini rooms for writers. Um the big the big issues are are AI and streaming residuals. Like the AI fight is really like an existential threat to <laughs> both of our yeah. both guilds, both of our you know, just the future yeah. of the industry. Did you see that TikTok from uh, Kimiko Glenn from, uh, she's done a bunch of oh, stuff. Oh, no, she was on,
0: I heard, yeah, yeah. Orange is the New was, Black.
1: Yeah, she was so-so on Orange is the New Black. Very major, pivotal character. And she just, uh, she filmed a, a TikTok of one of her residual checks for like, it looked like about 25 episodes of Orange is the New Black. And she was like, I'm going to be so rich. And she pans down to the bottom and it's like $27. Like, yeah. That, that shit's so real there, you know, there used to be a bar in LA, which probably a little problematic given the history of like addiction issues with actors, but it was called the residuals bar in the Valley. And you could bring in a physical check for anything yeah. less than $1 and you could bring it in and get a free drink. So it was like a funny thing, but like, it was popular enough that people get yeah. checks for less than a dollar. I've gotten a check for $0 once where I was like, you had to pay to put this on paper. To
0: cut. Yeah. Yeah. Why did yeah. you put this in an envelope? What a waste. Just save everyone the the three (laughs) sets of everything. No, it's... I mean, yeah, and and streaming is only... I mean, I think... Yeah, like, that's just another good example. Like, Orange is the New Black. At one point, I think there's a... I think this is in the New Yorker article. Like, they were... They got more people watching it than Game of Thrones in one Mm -hmm. episode. And, yeah, they were getting things like scale. um, Yeah. Or, or like, like the the literal union minimum for being on this show that, again more eyeballs, whereas um, the series regulars on Game of Thrones were making, like, six figures and more per episode. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> like, it's... It, it, their, their assertion that, like, just because it comes through the internet as opposed to the airwaves, it's different. Um, mm-hmm. They're trying to pretend like they're doing webisodes. Right. Um, and that's just, like, videos. Tech, tech people um, trying to destroy an industry. I mean, it's the same with as what, you know, they did with uh, Uber and Airbnb, like they basically mm-hmm. like undercut an industry because it's unregulated. And basic and and while the rules, they they can outcompete people, be- or they can just take you know venture capital money and run mm-hmm. at a loss until they destroy an industry. And then they're like, "Oops, it turns out that our business model actually isn't sustainable or was built on fraud." Um, who yeah. the fuck knows? But yeah anyway that's the at the heart of it it's basically like this money gets generated by actors writers you know and other folks um and the the bottom line to whether you should support uh, these labor actions is do you think this money belongs should uh belong to the like nine white people mostly men um, who are out in the streets, um, or out on the media, they're not on the streets. They've probably never, never been on the streets. Um, you know, saying things like they want people to lose their homes, um, and being paid 400 times more than any other, you know, than their lowest paid workers, or do you think it belongs to the workers? Um, and that's the question for you.
1: And that was a real quote. I just want to highlight that because we've been it's been bouncing around group chats for a week and a half. But if you're not uh, as deeply poisoned by this industry like we all are, that was a a real quote from the AMPTP. Kevin, will you read it?
2: The end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. A studio executive told Deadline acknowledging the cold as ice approach several other sources reiterated the statement one insider called it quote a cruel but necessary evil
1: so it's a real quote from these people that we were supposedly negotiating with like the inhumanity is staggering i also wanted to highlight a lower decks writer colin crawford very funny guy pointed out online that he was like these are such arbitrary like shitty propaganda fear things that they tried to put in the trades because writing out a cruel but necessary evil, he's like, they clearly don't understand. This is why they need writers. They don't understand the meaning of necessary evil. The meaning of necessary evil means like, oh, you know, a thing that has to happen that's bad, not like just just being cruel and calling it a
0: necessary evil. (laughs) Well, it's also like necessary to accomplish what? And the answer, if you're curious, is a savings of approximately 2% of um Mm -hmm. revenue so it is i'd like to quickly shout out i don't know
2: if you guys have watched the ron perlman reaction videos where he said there's a lot of ways to lose your house has been very uh scary in a in an encouraging way so yeah yeah no like strikes strikes are the nice
0: version like yeah we you know yeah this is we we do strikes because we are not um you know as workers like the compromise for work against workers against labor or management labor against management is it's this because we're not going to do wars and assassinations yeah. and murders and bastille day anymore
1: we're not going to do bastille day anymore i i, <laughs> I agree
0: mean, i mean that is it literally is like this is this is what we have as a society have come to but it is a negotiation and you know, yeah. I guess if they want to push the negotiation in the other direction, that is their choice. Um, I think it's yeah, a bad really. idea.
1: Again, well, I just want to cap. I know I'm, I keep saying this, but I do think it's important because I, I have a discomfort sounding like I'm crying poor because yeah. I am so much more fortunate than 90%, liter- literally 87% of the members in SAG, probably 94% of them. Yeah. But that is because of a Steve Carell show that did not do very well on Netflix called Space Force that changed my life. Before that, I I was these people, so I feel very like in solidarity, yeah. but also like I remember the things that used to affect me, and they just don't happen to anymore. That doesn't mean they won't forever because I also like don't have anything coming up that's gonna pay me a bunch of yeah. money. So we'll see. But I think it's important that people know that there's just like the perception of what people make in this industry is wrong yeah. and. knowing that there are way, way, way more working class people in Hollywood is important. And that these negotiations will affect the negotiations that come after us for all the below the line workers, people like Kevin's partner, Leah, our Teamsters, our IATSE folks, you know, the people who build props and sets and drive trucks, like all those contracts are coming up too.
0: And all labor everywhere, honestly. That is the other thing is these, the bosses can't wait to replace any of you with AI. Mm -hmm. Um, even as shoddy as it is, like shoddy and incompetent and plagiarizing as it is, um, we're just the first, uh, not the first, we're just a prominent one currently because, partially because we are perceived as not, quote, doing real work. But, you know, if you've ever listened to the, quote, unquote, funniest guy in your office and thought about how unfunny they are and how often they just repeat shit they've heard, it's hard to be funny. It's hard to be... Emotional. It's hard to do these things, and trust me, it's work. Yeah, (laughs) like that motherfucker can't do it. We know.
1: No, I guess I used to be that
0: motherfucker too. (laughs) Look,
1: he's been saying that's what she said since two thousand five. Okay, and he has (laughs) he has the writers of the office to thank for that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and most of them right now are fine.
1: (laughs) I happen to know personally most of them. They're not the ones we're fighting for right now, but. But there are assistants they, from back then who have been trying yeah. to come up through the ranks, you know.
0: Well, and and also that life is becoming less and less available to people for like no oh, reason yeah. other than corporate um greed. So, yeah. You know, as far as obviously and and I guess it's all worth saying this obviously affects people of color disproportionately, highly disproportionately. Oh, um, yeah. That was the other thing that sort of happened with streaming was this, like, false promise of diversity. But, like, yeah. as you've seen now, all of these, like, alleged gains in diversity are being, you know, thrown out the window, or they were proven to be lies, and...
1: Well, there is also the, yeah. I, there's also the very open secret uh, uh, from from the people making these deals that women and people of color and especially women of color will take less money to do often harder jobs to like mine your trauma and make a show about your experience as like a queer black woman or whatever. They're going to pay her less. I had lunch once with uh, an entertainment attorney who had two very famous clients. You would know both of them, both women, one white, one black. They had the exact same resume level of experience. They were on the same very popular comedy show, household names. And she would tell me, and this was a white woman, and she would tell me how flabbergasted she was at the offers that the white woman would get versus the black woman, because they had the, like, you couldn't have a more commensurate, is that the word I want? Whatever, like a comparable set of experiences. And this is a lawyer. This is someone whose job it is, is just to look at precedent, look at what people have been paid before and say, hey, you paid this to this person before, you should pay my client the same. And she was literally representing two people and watching the way that the studio's would treat the black woman versus the white woman, who ev- and everyone knows both of these women's names. And I think that kind of radicalized her and made her be like, oh, this is so systemic and so deeply unfair. So, yeah, that's where this all this strike talk pertains to our show because of course, yeah. anything that is harming everyone harms people of color
0: worse. Yes, of course. And, you know, um, I oh, there's another thing I think worth saying, I think, um, starting imminently, If you're not sympathetic to the entertainment industry, the Teamsters will also be going. uh, Well, who knows if they're going on strike, but their contract is up, and as far as I understand it, which is not that far, things don't look good. So everyone, this is affecting everyone. It has, you know, one thing about the strike that has been great has been the solidarity of the Teamsters and Mm -hmm. and, um,
2: IATSE and just like can you explain what that is, Andrew, for people that aren't aware. The answer is not really, (laughs) Um, but...
1: Well, the Teamsters is a large union that encompasses a lot of different types of workers, literally people who work at, like, Anheuser-Busch all the way to the entertainment industry. But the... I don't know the numbers, but Mostly
0: in trucking.
1: Yeah, the, the locals that work on set, they cover things like transportation. Th- so that's everything from driving your actors to set to getting all the trailers there, maintaining all the trailers, like they're literally the people like taking out our trash and putting coolant in the air conditioning units. Um I think that also covers some props departments, but some of them are under a different labor union called IATSE. Different things like set builders, some location scouts I think might be teamsters. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like tr- truly like working class folk who do the a lot of the manual labor to get a set up and running.
0: Right. Oh well and, and also of course Teamsters. Um I Teamsters broadly um the I, I believe the union is like the you know the truck drivers initially and then it encompasses mm-hmm. many other things. But yeah. And so so that was the main sort of difference at the beginning of this strike was that um the Teamsters you know pledged to stand in solidarity which was not necessarily the case so they not in every instance and and there's an element of choice and a lo- element of the the local decision making but by and large have been agreeing not to cross picket lines um which was not expected or not a guarantee i guess it wasn't expected by me an idiot who doesn't know that much about this stuff <laughs> um yeah so so the ability of people to um Make sacrifices, including t- taking unpaid days from their jobs to uh, support our strike while we are, you know, striking against this unfair contract, was has been just just like a, a inspiring thing and something that I, as again a bozo, did not quite understand what that would be like. But yeah, so if that is um, something that is interesting, the Teamsters, I believe, yeah, in against, I think it's UPS very potentially could be striking soon. And that is also a thing that's been interesting is like watching people like me, writers who are like interested, but you know, low on facts from time to time or like in our bubble have to, you know, just be aware of this broader struggle and participate in it. And I think like, like everyone is participating in this more than they would have been. Speaking of, the other thing, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Just before you get off that, I wanted to say maybe one of the reasons why you feel like less aware of things like what jobs the Teamsters do is because nobody pays for writers to go to set anymore. So you haven't (laughs) gone to set enough to know these people. Whereas the whole point of like sending a writer to set, it's not just so they can change lines on the fly. It's so that you can understand how a set works and like that will inform your writing of the next episode and make everything more efficient and give you experience. And they just stopped doing that because they didn't want to pay you guys.
0: Us, I, guys, I will guys, say guys. actually I I have been able to go to set on my shows and I still don't know what everyone's job is because <laughs> I'm usually so stressed out about the jokes. Um got it. Got but it, got it, no, okay. that's a that's a me problem. And also the nature of the shows, like, you know, working on 90 show, we're just in a we're in a multicam and we're everyone was on set sure. all the time, but there was not a lot of stuff moving around.
2: It has been interesting seeing I encourage listeners to like look up these videos of like How the picket line works, like a group of people saying like, okay, now we've established like people walking back and forth. We've established the picket line. Here comes the Teamsters. These are the transportation drivers pulling up. They see the picket line. They are not going to cross it. So they are just going to like park their car right there. We've stopped Mm -hmm. the set. Um, It really is like a 15-second video of just, of like, it's a, a, the three, four-step process of like, look, we did it. We stopped production yeah. here. Now we're going to go over to Warner Brothers and do the same thing because we heard uh, they're trying to film something here. Same thing. Yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty profound.
0: I was doing a little bit of that at the early days of things. We, we were able to turn away a few um mm-hmm. trucks. I think I mentioned it uh, when yeah. it happened a couple You're being couple modest, but yeah.
1: Andrew, and enemy of the show, Z Chun, were... St- we're single handedly, the two of them doing well, some early morning pickets and and uh, turning away. I know, but yeah. like some of those gates, it was just the two of you on these early oh, yeah, morning uh yeah. well that was pickets. for
0: efficiency's sake. I think we're all they were all just like trying not to burn people out. So it's just better. Two two people constitutes a line and that mm. has felt like magic.
1: But now, thanks to SAG joining, there are nothing is in production except for soap operas and things like talk shows, which are under a different contract. That's important to note that these people are not scabbing; they're not, you know, they're not doing anything other than fulfilling their contract, so that they are not in breach and they don't get sued. But yeah, yeah.
0: one one thing I will say um, that I have been seeing from folks, and it's like nice, but like not necessary, and ar- arguably not the correct thing to do right now, which is like don't. Currently, things may change. I guess by the time this comes out, but double check with what the guilds are asking for in term uh, before you do things like boycott or um, not consume media. Um, yeah, to the extent that consumer boycotts will ever be a tactic, they're kind of like it, it's way more effective if it's co- if it's coordinated. Um, yes, and like w- we're not going to be able to hurt. Not we. We can do anything. But any one of us is not really going to hurt the bottom line of, like, a Netflix or uh, especially, like, an Amazon or an Apple or anything like that. So sure. do what you want. But if and when it's time to try to organize a boycott, that will be an organized thing that you will hear about. And, you know, the the labor organizers, you know, yeah. know that that's a thing to organize. But it, it needs to be sort of coordinated So for now, don't go cancel
1: your Netflix. It's not the thing to do right now.
0: Yeah, although genuinely, I'm I I find it so hard to like. I don't even like looking at the Netflix app right now. I'm just like, it is a little grosses me out. But that's yeah problem.
1: Well, and the other part of it is now with the SAG strike, um, none of us are allowed to promote anything that we worked on for any of these struck companies, which is every job we've done, because as a union actor, you can't do non-union work. So it's like, they're like, don't promote anything you worked on for a struck company. And I'm like, when do we not work for a struck company? They're all struck companies. Um, So, you know, there's stuff coming out that I'm so excited about and so proud of. And, you know, I'm not able to talk about it, not able to do podcasts about it, not able to post about it. Another, on a personal note, I will not be at San Diego Comic-Con. No Trek actor, no Trek writer will be at San Diego Comic-Con. I guess Comic-Con's still happening. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. Just put a (laughs) bunch of (laughs) business affairs people on stage. I don't know. (laughs) That that sounds miserable. So if you've got Comic-Con tickets...
0: do Hall H.
1: God, he probably will. But I just want to say to the fans, because I know we have so many Trek fans that listen to this for some reason. I'm so sorry. But... um. I know that going to cons and things like that are um, an expense for you all. And some of you save up all year to just do one or two of these specific cons. And to have us not there is going to be really sad. That is not to speak for some of the non-licensed fan events. I can't speak for other actors. I am still fulfilling my obligations to those because I'm appearing as an actor and I'm not appearing on behalf of Star Trek or Paramount. Some actors are choosing not to do that, so you'll just have to look and see who's going where. But everything's going to be a little wild for a while, and I know that that's disappointing to people who spent money to, like, come celebrate this, yeah. you know, to our work with us. And so I'm I'm very sorry to those people, because um, yeah. it sucks.
0: It is, like, your, to the fans, your money, your fandom is the thing that is being disregarded by the AMPTP. Mm-hmm. Like... They could easily, again, the amount of money that is being asked for here is about, it's cert, it's low single digits of a percentage of what they bring in. So this is their decision. They they are electing to do this yeah. to you, the fans, the people that care about the thing that they sell. If it's not obvious, these mostly white guys do not give a fuck about you. They give a fuck about your the money that you give them. Whereas we, the creative people, you know, we we give a fuck, and that's just like the best that can happen. So I don't know. To the extent yeah. that, like, like I'm I'm not part of like a, the type of fandom that I think would be. We've talked about this certainly on Yoko. We live our premium show available at Um, about how I worry that <laughs> I don't like stuff enough. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. So I don't like anything enough to 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 be uh angry so about. So this will
1: be your favorite SDCC ever. You can just go to it and look at nothing and just this pay for to me. eat a hot dog.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Do we talk about this? How last time I was at Comic-Con was so, so many years ago in a truly different life when it was actually enemy of the show, Zeechan and I. And we went to the Crab Shack on the pier, which is one of those chain crab shacks. I can't remember which one it is. I assume Joe's or... Sure. Probably not a red lobster. I don't remember what it was. A Bubba and Gump had a bucket of the literal saltiest food I've ever had in my entire life. I thought it was going to pass out.
1: Yeah, you told us about that. <laughs> Sounds like a great time.
0: So guess what? If you want to come to Andrew Eats Seafood Con, just hit me up probably in Koreatown. Scab. Any other
1: scab. Strike breaker. You know Andrew Eats Seafood is a new hit. Uh, NBC show coming to the going to NBC we don't NBC want it Thursdays food. this fall
0: <laughs> <laughs> not not having it Thursdays
1: <laughs> no no CTV Thursdays this fall
0: oh man
1: okay uh, I assume well, that Kevin has stuck an an ad break earlier because we can't throw to a break now this is insane so imagine oh, that yeah. that already happened because
0: <laughs> there, there, there was a break do, somewhere let's let's do a voice Kevin. I could wa- I could see the gears turning at Kevin's head, like, God damn it. Where am I gonna find
2: a break
1: or don't? Who fucking cares? Well, if we don't this? have if we don't have an ad this week, then we don't need the break and everybody should just yeah. deal with it.
2: Yeah, we don't need an we don't need to put a ad break in. I also wanted to plug the is the entertainment community fund a good place to send people yes. as well yeah, yeah. I believe
0: so. Uh,
2: it helps people that were have been are affected by the strike and, and the work stoppage. I know we said it earlier. I, I don't like when people say, let that sink in, because I think that's annoying. But again, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start mm-hmm. losing apartments and their houses, a cruel but necessary, necessary evil. Yeah,
1: that's a quote.
2: Yes. Yeah. A quote. They 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 apparently
0: that all went over so badly that they were mad at each other for leaking that to the or for whoever made that statement in the press. But mm. yeah, that is definitely who they believe. Uh, yeah, what they I mean believe, it was sorry. reported
1: in Deadline. Deadline is owned by a company run by an AMPTP member. So Deadline's yeah. not putting st- Deadline didn't get some like secret <laughs> gorilla because somebody was like, Oh, a pro-strike person put that in there to make them seem evil. I was like, Deadline ain't yeah. on our side, y'all. Yeah.
0: I that can't get is, them oh, right. to spell
1: my fucking name right when I get a casting announcement. <laughs> as yeah.
0: far as media literacy goes, yeah, it should be worth mentioning that Deadline, uh, Hollywood Reporter, all of the um, Hollywood trades are owned by a company that is owned by an, a, like, an AMPTP member. So yeah. this is not objective stuff. Um, and if you
2: read the articles, y- you pick that up. Like It does not portray the people striking as like, on the right side of history and a lot of people Mm-mm. have been calling out the like misrepresentation in the way that they have personified it as like the writers and actors as like the bad guys and yeah. it's not th- so that's why the the deadline thing is like frustrating on so many levels cuz like fuck them for a lot of reasons, but then also putting this, and then for it's like, yeah, you, you you can be anonymous, that's okay. We'll still post this. Like the whole thing is frustrating on many many layers. But mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know. It's it, just it's. I got so like many people so fucking mad when I read that. So yeah, entertainment. Listen, community. We
0: have resolve. We are together on this, and also because that article helped to highlight like we the like creators of in this town don't have a choice mm-hmm. like because the headline i believe was the strategy is to like let actor or let writers go broke before resuming negotiations mm-hmm. if you look at the contract they proposed their plan is to let writers go broke bef- before negotiations resume and after negotiations are finished they want writers to be they want the writers guild to be you know, destroyed, basically. They want, if there's no middle class of writers, then they're ultimately, and not in the long term, like within the next couple years will be no um, health fund and without the health fund, uh, without, you know, health insurance and basic, you know, pension and retirement. It's, it is, like I said, not a gig. It's, or not a job. It's a gig and it's not a gig. It's a hobby. Like, it's just like a cute little thing that rich people can do from time to time, but it Mm -hmm. is not a career. It's not. Um, it's not a thing, and that ultimately will bite them in the ass when there's no class of professionalized writing like the writing will only get worse and worse and worse um as as writers in this case are not trained but that's you know that's that's where we're that's where we're at yes, but entertainmentcommunity.org um is where you can go to to donate to that to the fun, um yeah. there are other um places. Do we even do a voicemail this week? I don't think so. Is this just strike I think talk? We just we did strike talk. We did a strike talk episode. Yeah. Um hopefully that's helpful. Um we're gonna try to figure out some way to do maybe more strike content on Yo We Live, not to <laughs> overly plug or not Yo can we live on, on the suboptimal bundle, working out some logistics on that. We'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, Andrew, Andrew's proposed, like, doing a little strike diary because, truly, Andrew has been out on the lines daily. Crushing uh, it. Since this that is started. Not true. So.
0: But I,
2: I've more been More than
1: anyone else I know. And that is not me gassing you up. That's just, like, it's noticeable. And when he goes out there, people notice that you're there a lot. So I think it's worth uh, yeah. shouting you out, but also just saying that, you, you know, we have some unique perspective. We can talk to more people on the line, so we're going to start putting...
0: um yeah just some try to talk just a little about some of that
1: strike diary there, we got to fill that 30% of star trek uh, that that star trek <laughs> hole that from the listener survey you guys told us you wanted 30% star trek and now i can't give that to you anymore so
0: yeah we're doing an well this is this is star that's the thing the labor action is the star trek once the yeah. once the labor action is resolved workers the of the, the world star unite trek, the star trek yeah and honestly how do you think how do you think the Federation forms its stuff like this? Truly. The fucking not- bell
1: riots, man. The haves versus the have nots. Post scarcity society. It's supposed to be September 2024, but ours is just coming a little early.
0: It might not. That actually might end up being the pretty much the schedule <laughs> it happens on. See you in the sanctuary districts. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. 323 389 2, 2, 3, 3, 2, 3, race There are good voicemails. We'll just roll them over. Um, Again, thank you for supporting us at suboptimalpods.com. We do appreciate yep. that. But also, of course, um, support whoever. Oh, sorry. That is the other thing I should say is one of the reasons that, like, striking has been, I think, relatively easy for me has been um, the fact that I'm also, you know, it's suffered a little bit because of the strike and I've been very tired, but... Um, just the work with solidarity and snacks, um, and like any kind of mutual aid, like these are all part and parcel of the same thing, which is like helping each other gives you power, which helps you. But also it truly is like the difference Mm -hmm. between mutual aid and charity is like becoming more and more evident. The more I do it, like this is for me as well. No, (laughs) that's it. That's great. Thank you for listening
1: to our Hollywood Insider. uh, (laughs) Go straight from the red carpet of our houses.
0: Yeah. Peace.
1: Bye. This is Sebastian.